This podcast was sponsored by Baba Sobers Wealth Management at UBS Financial Services. Baba Sobers Wealth Management works with physicians, medical practices, and hospitals, providing comprehensive wealth management services for individuals and institutions. Visit our website at advisors.ubs.com forward slash Baba Sobers WM. We're members of FINRA and SIPC. FirstNet, built with AT&T, is the only nationwide wireless network built with and for emergency responders, including Arizona physicians, nurses, and other critical staff. FirstNet subscribers get a great mobile experience with added security and peace of mind. Visit firstnet.com to learn more. It's a great injustice to the patient who come all the way to uh, know what's happening with them and how you can help them, which the uh, hospital systems and big groups don't provide you. And it gets very frustrating. So I want to practice happy, uh, keep my patients happy, and provide them the time and dignity that they deserve. Hi, and welcome to the Arizona Physician Podcast. My name is John McElligot, your host for today's episode, and we're joined by Dr. Tarun Basi. He's an MD physician, dedicated with extensive training, over 25 years in clinical experience. He's double board certified in internal medicine and a diplomat of the American Board of Obesity Medicine. Born and raised in India, he attended medical college at Kasturba Medical College in Manipal and subsequently specialized in practice in ear, nose, and throat surgery. Dr. Bossi, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, John, for inviting me today. I'm really excited uh, to be on today. Well, thank you. And I wanted to ask you if there's anything else about your background that you would like to add to tell your fellow colleagues and physicians throughout Arizona about your background. Absolutely. Uh, So yes, uh, a little bit about myself. As uh, John said, I'm both certified in both internal and obesity medicine and uh, trying to get certified uh, later this fall in integrative medicine. So hopefully I can get those services in my practice. I practiced for almost 15 years in Wisconsin as a traditional internist for a big hospital group um, and then moved to Phoenix in December of 2019. Well, that's when a perfect storm hit and um, my dad passed away. The pandemic happened and I was in a new town where nobody knew me. So it was a bit of a struggle. And um, I started the Basi Clinic in September of 2021. And that's where I practice right now. Congratulations. And I know um, you and I connected a few years ago when that happened and you had to take some time off to take care of your family. It was around that time, Dr. Basi, I recall there was a, a direct primary care model that you had. And I wanted to start this show by talking about what happened with the direct primary care model why that didn't succeed. And then later, we're going to talk about what you're doing today. Oh, sure. Absolutely. So um, the, the, I started the direct primary care practice uh, when I moved to Phoenix. And the main uh, reason I did that was uh, because 15 years of practicing in Wisconsin, it kind of uh, put me off against the insurance model where uh, how you practice, the way you practice, and what you do is dictated by the insurance rather than what the patient's good is. So when I came here, I came to know about the direct primary care model, and I got very excited based on what they have to offer, which is insurance-free care based on what patient wants, not what the insurance wants. So I launched that. 
However, however, as I mentioned, uh, due to my uh, dad's passing away and the pandemic, as well as me being in a new town, it was very hard to market that practice because you do need to let people know. Nobody knew me at that time. So I had to uh, go out and market myself, which became very difficult as patients stopped meeting, oh, sorry, as uh, people stopped meeting other people. Uh, so it became kind of uh, unsustainable with uh, lack of enough patience to sustain the practice and inability to go out and uh, let people know what you had to offer, even though it was, uh, I still think it was a wonderful model. And um, I still think that is the right way to practice. Yeah, that's good to hear. And thank you for, for sharing you know, what you went through. I think there are certainly other physicians doing the direct primary care uh, model but maybe the timing didn't work out and maybe the, the location or whatever, you know, a variety of factors, but I know that some other people, uh, and maybe you'll get back to that later on. Who knows? Yeah. But, who uh, knows? Uh, I mean, uh, even though I let go of that model, uh, I still care about that model. I think it's a great model. So never say never, who knows uh, what didn't work and maybe something might work in the future. Right. Exactly. Well, now Dr. Bossi, you're, as you mentioned earlier, you're being trained in integrated medicine. So the practice you have today with the Bossy Clinic is a mix of primary care, obesity medicine, aesthetics, and then adding integrative medicine as well. So why did you shift to those approaches and those services, that mix of, of services that you and your team are providing? Yeah, that's a great question, John. Uh, when I was practicing in Wisconsin, other than treating acute illnesses, uh, most of the time was spent uh, managing patients with the chronic health issues like diabetes, hypertension, heart disease, high cholesterol. And the root cause of these illnesses was uh, in obesity and lifestyle. Most of my patients were struggling and um, it, they were trying, but uh, they were not able to lose weight. Uh, they were not able to change their lifestyle. And it was very hard to treat these chronic medical problems without treating the root cause, as I said. And I had to refer my patients to different providers, um, which was difficult because of appointment issues and patient preferences. So I decided to offer all these services under one roof for patient convenience, as also uh, trying to achieve the goal of losing weight, having a better lifestyle, good choices with uh, nutrition, sleep, stress, and physical activity. So um, I, I thought of getting both certified in obesity medicine first to understand the disease, which is very complex. And uh, with that knowledge, then I incorporate that into my practice so I can help my patients better. That is the reason why I'm doing integrative medicine, which also makes um, managing the lifestyle changes that patients need a little more easier for me. Yeah. And also, uh, it seems from a, from a non-clinical perspective of what I've seen, also where the market is going, it seems like, uh, unfortunately, there are more and more Americans who are overweight and obese. So there's a growing market for that, unfortunately. The growing population in Maricopa County, growing population is in Arizona. And um, it seems like more patients are asking for integrative alternative choices. Is that what you're seeing as well? Yes, that was, the, that was one of the main reasons uh, of uh, pursuing integrative medicine, um, trying, to get more, uh, trying to get both certified in integrative medicine. 
Um, as you rightly said, more patients are getting frustrated with the current uh, Western, Western style of medi medicine, uh, wherein acute illnesses are managed really well, but the chronic diseases, as you know, they're not getting better. There's the case numbers are increasing. People are not getting better. They're not feeling better. And uh, they're looking for alternate treatments. Thank you, Dr. Bassi. I wanted to um, ask you a, a follow-up to that because there have been several documentary films and books written about the, the system that we have in American society and whether the deck is stacked against patients, right? So whether the food that we eat, the, the way that we work, my, my job is often sedentary. Occasionally I'm up and talking to people, but often at a desk. And many people, certainly in white collar positions, tend to do that as well. So the patients that you have, do you feel like you can move the needle very often in preventive care and education and trying to get some people to, um, to move that curve, I guess, about overweight and obesity and the diet that you talked about? Uh, yes, absolutely. I actually already see the needle moving in a lot of my patients. Uh, they, most patients are unaware as to how to handle this. And um, with Western medicine right now, for every ill, there's a pill. Uh, we are not focusing on the individual as a whole as to what really is the cause of those illnesses that we deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. Like why is his blood sugar high? Why he's not able to exercise? Most doctors uh, just tell the patient, okay, eat less, walk more, lose weight, come back and see me. But you're not actually telling the patient why, how to do it, why they're not able to do it, what are the uh, limitations that they have and how they can start where they are and improve themselves. So lifestyle changes, as you rightly said, John, um, including good nutrition, good sleep, being physically active and not sedentary keeping the stress level slow, they play a huge role in all the chronic illnesses that we see. So if we can address that and start moving the needle towards preventing these diseases, I think we can make our patients healthier as well as save billions of dollars that we spend on heart surgeries, knee replacements, bariatric surgery as a whole. Yeah, that's a great point. And be more productive too. People are Absolutely. more likely to be able to go to work and earn for their families. Dr. Bossi, I wanted to close the first half of the show with a question about the intake and the follow-up process. So what you and your team do from both your perspective as a clinician, as a physician, and then from the patient's perspective. So could you walk the listeners through when a patient arrives to the clinic or they contact your team, scheduling an appointment, and then that discussion um, and going through, because it sounds like you're covering a lot of different angles from what a patient has. So does that mean that um, the process takes a little bit longer? You have more time with patients and you schedule more meetings, for example, and more appointments? What's that look like? Yes, uh, great question, uh, John. Um, so the process, the intake process for both the obesity medicine and integrative medicine uh, are slightly different than my regular primary care practice. Uh, in the primary care practice, uh, we are most mostly focused on getting their past medical history, what the medications are, uh, what their symptoms are, which most of us will end up then treating that rather than going deeper into their lifestyle, which is where we focus more on the obesity practice and the integrative practice. So we the, the, the history part is very detailed. Typically, when the patients come in, we try to send them a questionnaire uh, via email 
to the email addresses so they can take time to fill that up because it can be time consuming and frustrating for the patient to sit in the office and fill all those forms that we love filling up. Uh, so we once the appointment is uh, made for the patient, uh, which, by the way, they can make on our website or on a portal or by calling our office directly. Then we send them that email that contains uh, instructions on filling up this questionnaire, which is different for primary care as, as compared to the weight loss practice. And uh, once they come in, then um, for primary care, it's pretty straightforward. Once we get their demographic in, uh, information confirmed, then my staff will confirm their medications, their history that they fill up and get them ready for um, exam by me. Uh, on the other hand, with obesity medicine practice, uh, there is an f- enrollment process that can take an hour to hour and a half uh, because it involves, other than confirming the history, uh, getting a full exam, uh, EKG, uh, a body composition analysis, a basal metabolic rate. So it does take a long time. And then we have to sit down with the patient and uh, make a plan for them because every patient is different and every plan is personalized. Dr. Bossi, thank you so much. Uh, those details are very helpful for people to compare what you're doing with what they may have with their patients. And um, I think in the next half of the show, we're going to get back after this break to talk about some of the tools that you're using and what may be coming down um, the pike for you in the next year or two. We'll be right back. Interested in CME, patient and professional referrals, networking and connecting with other physicians across the valley, want to be highlighted in our Arizona Physician Magazine and podcast, or interested in exclusive discounts for your next vacation? At MCMS, we offer all of the above to fit your needs as a physician. Join us now. For more info, check us out at mcmsonline.com or give us a call today at 602-252-2015. Welcome back to the Arizona Physician Podcast, and our guest today is Dr. Tarun Basi. Dr. Basi, want to follow up on the uh, conversation we had the first half of the show and go into some more detail about the tools that you're using to provide care. So what's it been like for you and your staff? So you've added more data and integration of these different programs and software for your patients, but for you to learn what they are and, and how they integrate and for your staff to do that. What's that process been like? Pretty smooth or has it been rough at times? It's never smooth when you're uh, running your own business. Uh, yeah. it's, there's always some background work that goes in. And the more data that comes in from the patients and that the practice generates, it is challenging to manage all that. Uh, fortunately, um, one that I'm used to uh, seeing all this data in the past and kind of interpreting what what comes out of it. Secondly, the electronic health record that we have, it does keep track of a lot of lot of patient data as to the preventative services and what they're in need of and things like that. Uh, but there is still some data that comes uh, from patient via email, and um, it does take more time for staff and me to sort it out and make sure it, it goes with the right patient. There's and they, all the health health information is protected and it's all secure. So definitely challenging. It's not easy to have so much data coming in and the time is always short. Yeah. And I'm sure that just as, as you're in practice for longer and longer, it's going to become smoother over time. And 
obviously your staff will gain more expertise and you will as well. Dr. Bossi, there's, uh, as you mentioned, there's a lot that you went through in 2019 and um, a lot of changes, especially with the passing of your father. So then you, you launched your own clinic, uh, named the Bossi Clinic. You, you'd mentioned to me why it was named so. Could you tell the listeners about the connection to your father and, uh, and maybe, you know, if he was a reason why you decided to get into medicine? Yes, John. Uh, indeed, he was the reason that I did get into medicine. He was uh, a very well-liked and busy and very popular physician back in India where I grew up. And um, unfortunately, as I mentioned earlier, he passed away in 2020. And uh, once I stopped my uh, direct primary care practice and pivoted to a traditional uh, insurance model practice, I, I thought of opening a practice with the name Basi Clinic, which was a homage to my dad who owned a practice with the exact same name back in India. So it felt really good. I didn't even have to think much. And uh, me and my family, we talked about it and we decided to open the doors to a brand new Basi Clinic in September of 2021. And it was, um, it was really a nice day for me. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like another home. You come home and you see that name and you know where you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Dr. Bossi, I want to close this conversation with a question that's about the healthcare market. There's been uh, a lot of consolidation in the market. Would you say that your plan is to grow and remain private? Or do you think at some point maybe merge with another group or hospital system? I think I may know what you're going to say because you came from a certain perspective before and, and you certainly went private with a clinic, but what's your vision and um, maybe connected to that, some advice for other physicians listening about what their options are? Absolutely, John. I think you read my mind. So the very reason that I started this practice last year was to offer unmatched, personalized, holistic care to my patients and not be guided by big pharma, big insurances, uh, who dictate most of the time what you do, how much you do, when you do. Uh, so I think my patients need time, which they need and deserve. And the whole uh, idea of opening this practice is to give them the time that they deserve. Uh, so my, I do not have a plan right now to merge with any hospital group or uh, any big practice. Uh, at this time, I can just say that. I want to know my patient and their families on my own terms, in my own time. And it is needed to provide that ultimate level of care that all patients deserve. You need to spend time with patient. And most of the practices which are owned by hospitals and all, you need to see more in less time. And uh, that does is, is very, it's a grave injustice to the patient who come all the way to uh, know what's happening with them and how you can help them which the uh, hospital systems and big groups don't provide you and gets very frustrating. So I want to practice happy, uh, keep my patients happy and provide them the time and dignity that they deserve. So at this time, the answer is no, I'm going to stay my, on my own at this time. Yep. Uh, congratulations. And Dr. Bossi, would you say that this is another option for other physicians listening who may be frustrated with um, what they're seeing and whether you think that they should break out on their own as well? That's a great question, John. Uh, 
it, there is a lot of hard work uh, that goes into running your own practice. Uh, there are day-to-day challenges. So uh, I can tell whoever is thinking of starting that uh, it's not going to be an easy ride, but it's a very fulfilling. I mean, every day I wake up, I'm excited to come to my practice, meet those lovely patients, uh, all ready to help them out and not be worried about, okay, well, how many patients I'm going to see, I won't have time. And uh, then I'll be sitting back and finishing my notes and getting burnt out and frustrated. So I would say it's a great idea if you want to have something of your own where you can run the medical practice the way it's supposed to be, which is patient oriented, not time and money and RV oriented. So I think it's worth it. Dr. Tarun Basi, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, I wanted to tell listeners, if you want to contact Dr. Basi, visit basiclinic.com. That's B-A-S-S-I clinic.com. Dr. Basi, thanks for your time. Thank you, John. It was my pleasure. brought to you by Maricopa County Medical Society. MCMS is increasing value for physicians throughout the valley. For more info, check out mcmsonline.com or simply give us a call at 602-252-2015. Helping physicians be the best they can be. Does your financial advisor help you pursue what matters most? With so much at stake when it comes to protecting everything you've worked so hard to achieve, it never hurts to get a second opinion about your financial future. At Baba Sobers Wealth Management at UBS Financial Services, our approach starts by understanding your life and what you want to accomplish. Then we work together to create a framework designed to give you the confidence to do what matters most, no matter what the markets are doing. We want to help ensure you have all you need for today, tomorrow, and for generations to come. For more information about Baba Sobers Wealth Management, visit our website at advisors.ubs.com forward slash Baba Sobers WM. We're members of FINRA and SIPC.